Well, today we begin a brand new sermon series entitled, The Truth Will Set You Free. And I truly believe this is a series that is desperately needed because we are living in a world where the truth is being trampled underfoot as far as the eye can see. Do I hear an amen? Yeah, there's no doubt there. Truth, uh, truth is rare these days. It's hard to find anywhere at any level. And again, like I said, it's being trampled underfoot as far as the eye can see. Um, and here's what is important to, to know, and, and you probably already know this, but when we sacrifice the truth, the last thing you're going to experience is freedom, right? That's the last thing you're going to experience. In fact, you will experience just the opposite. When you sacrifice the truth, you're going to find yourself enslaved to worthless philosophies, oppressive ideologies, and teachings that are ultimately demonic in their origin, so I hope that you find this series a blessing to you, both practically and spiritually. I think it's going to be a really good series. As always, you can always stay uh, abreast and keep, if you can't make it, uh, go to our YouTube page and you can find all these sermons. So one of the most memorable statements that Jesus ever spoke was, the truth will set you free. We find these words recorded for us in John chapter 8. Let me read it to you. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you, and everybody say it, free. It'll set you free. This statement is so profound, so memorable, and so user-friendly that it has found its way literally into every facet of our culture. Um, as a matter of fact, I bet every one of you have used this in your own discussions with people. This phrase can be found on the entrances, for example, of higher places of higher education across this country. The idea being, of course, that the more knowledge that you get up here, the more free you will be. The greater intellectual freedom you have, the greater freedom you will experience from old and outdated ways of thinking. Now, personally, I think some of those old and outdated ways are good, <laughs> right? Amen? That's the problem with what's going on here is we're getting rid of the old, outdated ways. The old, outdated ways made us who we are. This phrase can also be found in government buildings, believe it or not. The CIA in Virginia has this phrase engraved on their federal building. The truth will set you free. And you will even find this phrase, of course, in TV shows and movies. I went to a, a, a website where you could type this phrase in, and it'll show you all the movies and TV shows that it's in. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. When Jesus spoke this, this was, again, so memorable, so profound, so user-friendly, that it's not surprising that it has been picked up on uh, by so many institutions and so many individuals. Now, you know what that tells us? You know what that tells us? It tells us that people love the idea of freedom. Amen? We love the idea of freedom. Everybody does. Who doesn't love the idea of freedom? Freedom is an amazing concept. As you know full well, this country was established around the principles of individual freedom. This is precisely why you will always see people fleeing from places where there is totalitarianism to seek asylum where there is religious, political, economic, and individual freedom. You don't see anybody defecting to North Korea. They're always defecting to South Korea, right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you don't seem too impressed by that. Yeah, they're trying to get out of these places and come to places like South Korea, like the United States, like Great Britain. They're trying to flee to places where they're, they can experience this type of freedom. People love and long for freedom, and I can prove it to you. Even children long for freedom. All of you, and me included, when we were children, what did we long for? To get out of our parents' house, didn't we? And then we thought we were free, and we realized the freedom was when we were in the house. 
They paid all the bills. They made all the food. They did all the laundry. That's where the true freedom was. Yeah, we long for freedom. We dream about it. But this begs a really important question this morning. What is Jesus talking about in this passage? What kind of freedom is he talking about? Is he talking about individual freedom? The truth will set you free. Is he talking about intellectual freedom or political freedom, economic freedom? How about religious freedom? If he's talking about anything, he's talking surely about religious freedom. Or is it all of the above? What is Jesus talking about? So that, with that being said, church, let's go to the word of God and unpack it. It's my honor to present to you the word of God today. We're going to be in John 8, 31, and we're going to look at verse through verse 38. And as Tina said, if you have our app, it's, our app is awesome. You should download our app. If you just click the Bible, it'll queue up to John 8 for you. And then you can look super spiritual because you'll be the first one there. You can look at everyone else and go, oh, I'm already there. I'm there. You're still looking? I'm there. Um, but it is a great feature. And our team that's been working on that app, it's really awesome. So uh, definitely check it out. Okay, John chapter 8, church, hear the word of God this morning. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Amen, church. I present to you the word of God this morning. May it pierce our hearts. Here's what we're going to do. We are literally going to go verse by verse through this passage. Now, I want you to notice that initially Jesus is talking to those who had believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, many followed Jesus. Many people followed Jesus in his day. But here's what's important to know. Many fall away as well, fell away. Many would follow, but many also would fall away from him. So Jesus understood that just because people had believed in him and or were following him, it doesn't mean that they were necessarily true or genuine believers. So what Jesus does is he immediately defines what a true disciple is. And according to Jesus, a true disciple has one abiding characteristic, and that is they abide in his word. Look at what it says. Jesus said to those, who had, those Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Now to abide, you know what this word means. It means to stay, to remain, to live, to dwell. Those who abide don't just hear the word, but they persevere in the word. And this is really, really important. And here's why. Because the very next words out of Jesus's mouth are specifically directed at those who are genuine believers. And what are the next words out of Jesus's mouth? It is this famous verse right here, this famous saying, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you, it'll set you free. That's critically important. In other words, and brace yourself for what I'm about to say, the freedom to which Jesus is referring here is something only genuine believers can ultimately experience. That's it. It's an exclusive freedom. As a matter of fact, it's the most exclusive freedom in all the world. It's not for everyone. It's for those who believe. 
Now, the Jews listening to Jesus are immediately taken aback. And I know this because of how they respond to him. Look at how they respond. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say we will become free? They've got questions. Now, this is really interesting. Don't you think that the Jews answered this way? The Jews who answered this way, were they ignoring their history? Or was there something else at play here? The fact is, the Jews had been enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years, right? And if you're like, I'm not so sure about that, come to 90 Minutes Through the Bible, and I'll make sure you know that. The Jews had been enslaved, and here's more 90 Minutes Through the Bible, they had been enslaved in Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and now they were currently under Roman rule. Their whole history had been one of oppression and slavery, so why in the world would they say this? Were they, again, just conveniently ignoring their history? The fact is, I think something else was at play, and here's what I think was at play. Although the Jews had known physical slavery and oppression, they never, ever once considered them to be, themselves to be spiritual slaves. Because of all the nations on the earth, they were the ones that had received from God the truth. As a matter of fact, in Romans 9, Paul addresses this very issue. Listen to what Paul says about the Jews in Romans 9. He says, they are Israelites, and to them belong, here it is, the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Let me ask you a question. If you had that list in your life, I have the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises, wouldn't you think you're someone special? Of course you would. You would think, not only am I special, I'm free. Because I have right from God, truth from him. As a result of all of these spiritual privileges, the Jews, again, even though they had been enslaved and oppressed many times, physically speaking, always considered themselves to be the ones who knew true spiritual freedom. And now here is Jesus saying to them in their face, it's only if you abide in my word that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You can see why they're so taken aback. Are you kidding me? Who are you to say that, Jesus? See, what the Jews didn't understand was that just because you had the blood of Abraham running through your veins, it doesn't mean that you're free from sin. We know that Jesus is talking about sin because back to our passage, that's what he says. How is it that you can say right there, you will become free? Verse 34, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say, everyone, say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The type of truth that Jesus is talking about is not truth in general. Just as the freedom that Jesus is talking about isn't freedom in general, he is talking about a specific type of truth, divine spiritual revelation, divine spiritual truth. They needed to know Christ. They needed to know his word and they needed to abide in it. And, he, and they would then experience a type of freedom that you can't find in this world, a freedom from the bondage of sin. And that is precisely why, folks, that we can never forget that the worst type of slavery is spiritual slavery. But the good news is that makes the greatest type of freedom spiritual freedom. 
Listen, the greatest freedom you can ever have, folks, is not individual freedom. It's not intellectual freedom. It's not political freedom. It's not economic freedom. Here's the kicker. This might surprise some of you. The greatest freedom you can ever experience is not religious freedom. By the way, we have all of those in this country. To him who has been given much, much is expected. We have been given freedom in spades. To, much is, to, to, to him who much has been given, much is expected. Much, I think God demands and expects a lot from the Christians that have been given this much. But I'm going to tell you something. We have many brothers and sisters in Christ in other countries who don't have any of these freedoms. But they do have the freedom that Christ is talking about in this passage. And therefore, they know the greatest freedom that anyone can ever know. And that is the freedom from the bondage of sin. Amen? And that is why I say, listen, let me go back to this little list right here. These freedoms are precious. These freedoms are great. We know that if you're an American, you, you experience these freedoms all the time. And many great men and women have fought and died to give us these freedoms. These freedoms are worth fighting for. They are worth fighting for. They're even worth dying for. But don't be mistaken, folks. There is a freedom greater than all of these freedoms combined by a millionfold. There is a freedom greater than all of these freedoms. Just as there is a slavery far worse than any slavery you will find in this world, any oppression you will find in this world, and that is the slavery that comes when you are in bondage to sin. And this is the freedom to which Jesus is talking about. Now, it's at this point, if Jesus isn't already rattled their cages, he does something and says something that rattles their cages even more. Listen, let's go back to our passage and see what it says. This is what he says in the very next Verse, verse 35, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Wow. Jesus had just made it abundantly clear to those listening to him that you can be a son of Abraham and still be enslaved to sin. You can be a son of Abraham. You can have Abraham's blood running through your veins and still be enslaved to sin. And here's the kicker. Those who are slaves to sin aren't guaranteed a place in God's house. Don't think for even a moment that you are, because you are descendants of Abraham, that that guarantees you a place in God's kingdom. It doesn't. Could you imagine the Jews listening to Jesus at this point? No, 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 Jesus. Ours is the covenants. We've got the covenants, the promises. We've got the, the law, the promises. It's all been given to us. We're free. And here's Jesus going, no, you're not. You are not free. Think about that. These Jews must have been stunned to hear that. We have Abraham's DNA flowing through our veins. We are not like the other people of this world. And Jesus is saying, yes, you are. All we like sheep have gone astray, including you, sons of Abraham. This was a strong warning to those Jews who claim to believe in him that unless they abide in Christ, they will be cast aside. By the way, Jesus spoke similar warnings all through, all through his ministry. Let me give you one example. Matthew 5, uh, pardon me, Matthew 8, 11 and 12. I tell you many, and I included the word Gentile and Jew here so, you, so to, to bring clarity. I tell you many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, 